This episode is brought to you by Bumpin' the Night. Hey, yo, welcome to the show. And if you ain't know, well, now you know. I'm out of here. If you don't, we don't give a damn. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Listen hey, yo. to this, hey, fam. <laughs> Off the door right there. Off the door. Hey yo, welcome back to another episode of the AO Listen to This Fan Podcast, where we talk about film, TV, hot topics, and everything to get you throughout the week. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin J. Stone. And I'm Maria the Creative. And as always, we got a camera guy. Just created this. Justin Jacobs back then. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best in the business. And then always make sure you're following our other uh, not director. Well, director, yeah, but other co-host. <laughs> Steph the director. Uh on IG. Yeah. And you can follow me on IG, Kevin J. Stone. And you can't follow Marie on IG because she keeps getting taken down. For some, for some <laughs> shit she done. I think it's a, I think it's the only fan yeah. coming back on her. You know, that, you know she she out here posting stuff she ain't supposed to post, busting it no wide way. open, and that ain't took her shit down. <laughs> no way. No, that took no, my you, shit down for offending their eyelids. Like, bitch, put your clothes back on. Follow her but on no, TikTok. Go ahead. Nah, you can follow me on TikTok, Maria the Creative. But I'll be back. Um. I think my, my account just got hacked and and so um, I'm in contact with um, IG and so we're working to rectify that. But I do have my other business page on IG, which is Godbox Productions. I don't even yeah. know if I should put that out there because maybe I mean, our hackers listen. <laughs> I mean, they gun up for you because every week they come to Yo, because if you come over on Godbox, then I know for sure somebody is really... Yeah, they really are. Yeah, and then that's what I'm saying. Like, pull up. Like, don't be no, uh, don't, don't, don't do no don't, digital don't, punk shit. Pull I was about up. To say, don't ask them. Like, if you got a problem, <laughs> address it. Don't do it digitally. Pull up because this is getting a little exhausting. Yeah. Like, the fuck. I, I, honestly, I, I would quit. I'm not making another page. If somebody hacks my page, I promise <laughs> you. You see how you didn't even rush it back? Another. I'm just like, okay, like the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But okay. Anyway, <laughs> but we we'll be back in 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 um effect. Um, That's back in full yeah, effect. Yeah, surely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's no good. You ain't stopping my bag though. So. Other than that, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. How about yourself? I'm good. You know, I'm just over here living. Yeah. 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 Don't you got some uh, projects coming up? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I'm uh, I just uh, got into another project last week that uh, I can't talk about this yet, but. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it involves something that happened last year that was kind of mm-hmm. uh, viral. And so now we're making a film, uh, not about that specific moment, but it's, you know, it's about the thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, a couple other films. I, just, I know I just wrapped a film in Augusta what, last week or before last. Yo, you yeah. was, um... I think you was... Oh, yeah, in the Law & Order thing, the internal the law, Yeah, congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, I think the film... No, that was a film that Carlton was in in Atlanta. Yeah, he was And one that. of the guys that was on set with him was actually one of the actors I worked with in Atlanta last year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was like, small world, man. <laughs> yeah, he's in that film that um, no, Easy Day me. produced. Oh, yeah. Easy, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh... So yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I can't even really remember anything else outside of that, honestly. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, I got I got some projects popping off over here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And of course, stuff with Easy Day. We about to get started back with um. Spectre. Thank you, God. My memory is so bad. <laughs> no disrespect, stuff. I'm sorry. I really have a bad memory. But with Spectre and another project ahead as well that I'm, I'm on, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, things are popping. Okay. For all of us at Easy Day. Yes. Uh, That's right. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Oh, my bad. Let me say it the right way. We're going to start with the updates and we're going to start with Easy Day. 
Cause it's the only way. That's right. I gotta hear those vocals every week. <laughs> so uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash easy day ENT. That's Bring right. those numbers up. Mm-hmm. Just, was uh, in the trenches, y'all released. Oh that. yeah, we just um, released second. Um, I can say episode because it's not like episodic. a mini, mini, a mini. Oh well, it's just kind of like um, a production vlog. Okay, for easy day. Yeah, you can say a little mini so production vlog. Yeah, it's, it's like a you know, it's not, yeah. but it's not episodic. It's just like stuff that yeah. we want to show you guys. Just kind of. Um, our creative process, if you will. Okay. On how we um, you know, set up lights and how we, you know, um building out the camera, um, coming up with different concepts, creative concepts and stuff. So you just basically get an intimate look on what's going on behind those projects that you guys see us put out mm. that you guys love to see. We're just showing you the process, if you will. And mm-hmm. you get to see how we, you know, interact on set. You know, we like mm-hmm. to have fun and jokes and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. So the second, um, second episode. <laughs> she's, trying, like... she's trying to find another word. Let's just make it simple. Episode. <laughs> second episode. <laughs> okay, second video. Fine. It's up there. <laughs> Boom. Um, so yeah. you're looking out for that. Yeah. And then also, uh, you know, you can get your promo on, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. If you want to promo your film. We got three different little uh, levels to that because there's levels to this. Levels. Um, so for 15 seconds, that's twenty five dollars. For a 30 second spot, that's fifty dollars, and then for a full minute, that is a hundred dollars. And you know, just email us a o l t t f podcast at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. or you can hit us up on our IG page a o listen fam, or on the Facebook page a o listen to this fam podcast. And I'll just message us and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get the thing. We know we'll talk some things. We'll talk business. That's right. We'll get we'll you talk started. Business. Um, also, make sure you're getting that Easy Day merch at mm-hmm. easyday.com. Mm-hmm. Maria's rocking that black filmmakers matter because they do. That's right. And mm-hmm. we see now more than ever why they yes. do. Yes, so. we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. So Maria's doing headshots. Again, you know it. Box production. Wow. Godboxproductions.com. Or you can go to the IG page at Godbox Productions or Facebook page at Godbox <coughs> Productions. Either way, I'm at Godbox Productions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so animated. This. What's going I on? I don't know. Is it because CJ back home? No, because his ass about to go tomorrow. Oh, Get him in and kick him out. I mean, he is going back to his dad's house tomorrow. <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe because I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's not incriminate ourselves on the podcast. Yeah. That's right. You, you did the right thing. Just back on up. If you're about to say something crazy, back on up from the mic. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm trying to make sure I have my phone on. Y'all know, look, this is where I take my notes at. So. Yeah, that was this my camera right here? This, this me. Yeah. It, yeah look, I, I, I take my notes with my camera, so I'm in my phone. So <laughs> you know, I'm going to be holding it up for a while. Okay. Anyway, oh, uh, yeah, since I'm talking to the camera, y'all make sure y'all checking out the Easy Day uh, as well and checking out the AO podcast episodes that dropped up there. Mm hmm. Um, so last week we talked about DMX, the passing of DMX, and we had said that um, Jay Z and Beyonce had bought his masters for $10 million to give to his kids. Uh, so we just want to clarify that um, that actually was a rumor, um, mm-hmm. which I actually said allegedly last week because I wasn't sure. Um, but Jay-Z and Beyonce actually did not buy his masters. And I don't know who started that rumor, but it seems like it happens a lot when somebody passes. They always go like mm-hmm. say Jay-Z and Beyonce did something big because they got the money to do it. 
Yeah. But don't just be throwing stuff out there because, you know, it catches like fire when you say their names. I know. So, no, they did not bother me. I think it's just, I think people just want to be first. They do. And they want to have something to say something. Yeah. Yeah. Just like when they had already, you know, sent the condolences of um, DMX's death and he hadn't even died yet. Yeah. Like, so I think it's just a matter of people wanting to be first. Yeah. Um, so speaking of deaths, um, Bernie Madoff, who was like a, <laughs> um, I don't even know what you call him. He, he was um, a blue collar thief. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, a white collar thief. White collar. Yeah, definitely white collar. He's a white collar thief. But um, no, he was, um, he, he, he did, um, um, he embezzled. Embezzled? Not, not embezzled. <laughs> Not embezzled, but um, <laughs> he Black basically Sean. defrauded people out of their life savings. So son of it. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. He died. And, wait, what? He died. Bernie died. Yeah, hold, hold, say Bernie Madoff because you're gonna think you're gonna have people thinking Bernie Sanders died. He didn't die. Not Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Madoff. <laughs> um, I think he was one of the top. Um. He was one of the top um, uh, Ponzi schemers mm-hmm. in the, in our century. They yeah, keep on- I always remember his name. I didn't follow him like that, but I remember his name. And I remember his, like bad stuff with his name. So yeah, because um, he actually got locked up down in Benson, I think. Sheesh. Yeah, he was close. That was <laughs> like a huge story, but he was old as hell. Any <laughs> listen, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Y'all gonna get mad for a second, but listen, Bernie was old as hell. He had already did what it was gonna do. <laughs> he did his times, what you saying? With your money. Like <laughs> Oh man. I'm sorry, but he had already did what he was gonna do, man. <laughs> so he spent the last couple of years in prison, but listen. Mm-hmm. You think that man ain't lived three, four lives before he got locked up? He had been running these schemes for a long ass time. I see this. And it was, I think it was the market crash that I think had uh, exposed his whole operation, if I'm mm. not mistaken. But yeah, I mean, RIP to him. <laughs> yeah, he like gone, yo. He did. So hold on to your, your pocket. But, well, mm-hmm. what, what happened with his wife? Because I remember. Oh, I didn't dig that far. I don't know what happened. Oh, well, don't worry about it. We ain't <laughs> yeah. going to go that deep. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a it was a time when um they were suspecting his wife was holding on to some bags for him. And they was looking at her sideways. And mm. anyway, but um, rest in peace to him, to the world biggest scammer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we'll get into some other uh, hot topics or updates in a minute. Let's go ahead and get to these trailers for movies. Bam, 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 bam. All right. So our first trailer we got up is a film. That's gonna, let me, I said I was going to do it in the chronological order, like last week. And yeah. Okay, so the first film coming out is called Monster. It's going to be released on May 7th to Netflix. Um, it's starring Kelvin Harrison Jr. He was in the movie called Waves I saw last year with... Uh, What's the guy from This Is Us, Black Guy? He's also in Black Panther. Glasses. I can remember um, his name. Yeah, I don't remember yeah, his yeah. name either. What's like, the name of the film again? Uh, it's called Monster. But well, the, the film is called Waves that he was in. Um, Sterling K. Brown, that's his name. Sterling K. Brown, he was in that a film with Sterling K. Brown. And it was about him. Um, he had this girlfriend and he 
killed her on accident. He accidentally killed her and um had to go to prison, I believe. It was mm-hmm. good. It was it was like an independent film, but it came to theaters, but it, it was it was real good. Um but he was in that and he started in that. So I'm seeing him coming in a lot of things. And he was actually in another film that we had reviewed uh maybe two years ago. Like when I first came onto the podcast, we reviewed reviewed a film that he was in. Kelvin uh Harrison Jr. I'm talking about. Kelvin um, Harrison Jr. Yeah, the, the main guy in uh, Monster Trailer that we're talking about. Um, so this trailer, or well, the film, it looks like um, in this film as well, he's going to trial for, looks like maybe like robbing Guess a convenience store. Guess who he was. Who was he? Who he, he was played, uh, he played Luce. Yes, that's it, Luce, L-U-C-E. Freaking Luce. Yeah, that's that who, film. okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, it looks like in this film as well, he's also going to trial for a liquor store robbery or a convenience store um, robbery, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and his mom is played by um, Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson, yes. Um, no, 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 no. What? Sorry. <laughs> other people starring in the film are John David Washington, Jeffrey Wright, who's also an executive producer, and Nas is starring in this as well. He's also mm-hmm. an executive mm-hmm. producer. Mm-hmm. And ASAP Rocky is in it. Uh, and the other two people's names up here, I don't know. It don't mm. even matter. Yeah. But you mm. know, y'all know mm. those names. Mm. Um, so again, it's dropping May 7th on Netflix and uh, it actually looks pretty good. So yeah. for that. Did it say who is directed by? Yeah, it's directed by Anthony Mandler. Anthony Mandler. Yeah. I don't so, believe I've heard of him. Yeah, I don't know the name. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I can't say a movie I've known that he directed, but. Mandler? Yeah. M A N D L E R. You see anything? I think I was close. There it is. Mm. Yeah, Anthony Mandler. But um, yes, yeah, so the is... movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, it looks like the acne is going to be good. Uh, it looks, it's, of course, it's going to be a drama. Okay, yeah. so Anthony Mandler was a um a music um video produce video director. Okay. So he worked with Taylor Swift, Jay Z, The Weeknd, The Killers, oh. and Drake. And so that's kind of where, because I'm like. Monster scene. It's a very urban mm. type story. Looks like yeah. Um, <clears throat> and this guy looks like this. White, white guy, or well, maybe not white boy. I don't. Not black. You don't look. You don't. I mean, you're not black, and you don't look urban. <laughs> no. You look like you're from the suburbs, and I just find it real weird that you know directors, writers who. And not to say that they can't, they do it all the time. You do what you want. Mm. But I'm just saying, like, it kind of, kind of reads weird when you, like, what is your experience with that? Yeah, like, I, I mean, anybody can tell a story. That. Yeah. Like, how do you relate to tell a story like that? Unless you, I mean, unless you got a friend or somebody that you're talking to, or you're just speculating, raised, like, this is like, what the black experience yeah, is. Around a lot of black people, you know, because some people did grow up, you know, adopted by black people and. Yeah, that's true. And that's what I'd be wondering, like, mm-hmm. kind of how, where are you pulling yeah. to from to tell these stories? Because mm-hmm. if it's just, you know, from your own perspective and speculation, that's why yeah. some of these stories come off weird. And <laughs> yeah. then when you look to see who directed it and wrote it, you're like, okay, so now that makes yeah. sense. Because you're trying to, um, you're misinterpreting our culture. Mm-hmm. And then you try to, you know, write it and, and direct it and all that stuff. And then... um. 
you you put little nuances that white people think is is black culture and it really isn't it's just that was that writer's yeah um thing again. yeah anyway again it's dropping may i digress 7th. Are you good? may 7th netflix check it out <laughs> Next trailer is for a film called, let's see, going in order. Oh, Army of the Dead. It's going to be rele- released on Netflix as well uh, and in select theaters. Are we going to get a movie of Army of the Lord? Because I've been hearing <laughs> of Army of the Lord all my life. Uh, but well, <laughs> It's going to be released hey, on uh, May 21st on Netflix. And it's starring Dave Bautista and Omari Hardwick. Uh, I just, I'm sorry. Maria's Dave, favorite guy. Dave is got daggone Wolverine. <laughs> He is not Wolverine. You keep saying he is Wolverine. No. That's Wolverine. <laughs> he is not Wolverine at all. <laughs> so all. what I was going to say Jackers. while we was watching the trailer, mm-hmm. um, this is a Zack Snyder's film, which we just did a review on um, Justice the Justice League. And um, a lot of people were saying, um, I guess he had said, I, I don't know what they asked him in the interview, but he was trying to make it clear mm-hmm. that this was going to be shot differently than justice league i guess because i guess he's known for the the speed ramping mm-hmm. and the just over exaggerated fight scenes and explosions yeah. and all that. and he's saying that it's that's not going to be the the vibe for it so i mean he's known to have like these big big fight scenes with hundreds of people Mm-hmm. Uh, you definitely saw that. You it's, saw it in the zombie. trailer. Yeah. So I was just while I was sitting there watching, I was like, "Well, Zach, I don't think you yeah. really understood what they were asking <laughs> you because I'm I didn't uh, see the speed ramping as much, mm-hmm. but but it looks like uh, basically uh, Dave Bautista's character gets offered fifty million dollars to go and get this safe out of Las Vegas uh, mm-hmm. during an apocalypse." And he has his crew, which consists of Amari Hardwick and a bunch of other people who are kind of like badass. Um, it kind of reminded me of uh, I, Mad, Mad Max, the way you know they were looking with their guns and everything. I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe um, Suicide Squad a little bit. Oh yeah, Suicide Squad. A li- well, just based off of how they were showing the characters, mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying, okay. their own little yeah um, thing. Um, and they're fighting zombies, right? An army of them, v- right? I, 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 the thing with zombie movies, though, they can low key get corny. Yeah, you know, it can. It's just kind of like you can kind of predict. Yeah. Well, with this one, um, the way it kind of changes zombies, and I mean, in other like. Things like The Walking Dead. I mean, the, the zombies. I don't think when I was when, when I was watching the show, they weren't really talking to each other. But these zombies can actually communicate with each other and organize. And mm-hmm. they have a zombie tiger in it, which I thought was dope. Yeah, um, that was cool. And it's just it's a lot of action. I I wish I was in the movie to be honest. Not <laughs> not as a zombie, but it's one of the, you know you could have gave me Omari's part. I know he's bigger than me, but I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just I like the the action like that. To me, it drew me in with that with the action. And when I saw the tiger, I was like, okay, I've never seen a zombie tiger before. I want to see what they do with these zombies. That's what I'm drawn into. Yeah. Um, I want to see what what version of zombie they, they is their version because mm-hmm. we've all seen the dummy ones. Mm-hmm. We and then the, when I whispered, I was like, this these are are these the World Z zombies? Because those yeah. motherfuckers was fast oh, well, yeah, and fierce. They, they were. They were. Now those shits was horrifying because yeah. it's like most zombies you can outrun or all you yeah. got to do is clip their leg and they just 
Oh no, they were super zombies. You know, nah, these mugs <laughs> with track stars. And she was running, say, I'm at the <laughs> But anyway, um, and then so also, I want I want to see, yeah, kind of what what this new world is yeah. gonna look like with these different zombies. Because like I said, like mm. it can get redundant. <clears throat> um, and I, for mm. me, zombies aren't um scary, but the ones in World Z were because of you know how they was you know moved mm. and stuff like that so this might be a more horrifying if they can move like that and they communicate oh. like hey yo they over here i don't think <laughs> i don't think it's more so i mean gonna be scary i think it's be more so action now because zombie movies back in the day like night of living dead that used to be scary mm -hmm. but these as uh, zombies like shows and movies now they're kind of like more like action driven and not really meant to be scary like that i mean you can get scared from like if you're a child or something like that but i feel like it's more action um, and uh, I, I think that um, I just lost what the I lost what I was about to say. You bit around me, yeah. Too. I, it's I, contact. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. Oh, oh, I know what I was gonna say. The mm -hmm. uh, being, so they they're in Vegas, and I like how they had one of the zombies as uh, it was a an Elvis zombie, and you know Elvis mm -hmm. he marries people in Vegas at that whatever that place is. But uh, it said a limp. Olympus? No, I mean not Olympus. Atlantis. I'm sorry. Oh, it is. I think it said Atlantis on the building that they had. Yeah, I don't know. This rubble. Yeah. But yes, I thought that was cool. But um, yeah. Again, you know, it comes out May 21st on Netflix as well, and in select theaters. Which I mean, if you got Netflix, why go to the theater to see it? Although I wouldn't mind seeing this on a big screen. Some of the shots yeah. I saw in the trailer, I'm like, oh, you know, that would be good. Like the shot of them all, like with the, the tiger up on the on the car, mm -hmm. and like them, oh, you see the crowd of the zombies and everything. That might be good. On yeah, like when that. they went over their wall, I got overwhelmed. I yeah, was like, <gasps> yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> That's a lot in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last trailer we got is for the. Oh no, we got two more trailers. I'm sorry, two more trailers. Um, the next trailer is F9. Fast and Furious 9. That Fast is. and Furious. <laughs> and that's being released June 25th, and it says theaters. So, no streaming service. Theaters. Um, I don't know if it's going to be on demand anywhere, but it looks like they're just saying theaters. Um, and so, you know who that stars? Vin Diesel, John mm -hmm. Cena. Well, John Cena's new. But Tyrese, Ludacris, Michelle Rodriguez, Charlize Theron is back in this one. And uh, they, they brought Bow Wow in. You know, he was in Tokyo Drift. Um, I don't know how big his part is, but I I didn't notice him in the trailer the first time I saw it when we watched when we just watched it. I realized he was in it. That's mm -hmm. how quick it was to me because I didn't even notice it the first time. And the trailer was like three minutes, so that's that's a long trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, and Bow Wow only had one one scene, so maybe he just getting you know maybe he was on set for one day or something like that. Yeah, know. he's in it. He's he's playing Twinkie. Yeah, that's his character from uh, Tokyo Drift. And Cardi B is playing. Lisa. That's right. She is in it. I forgot she was in. It. She Lisa. wasn't in the trailer. Is it Lisa? How you spell it? Uh, oh, L-U-I. Yeah, yeah, Lisa. 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 Mm -hmm. Lisa. I'm just, I'll keep saying it, guys, because I'm like, like it's just Lisa. Look at her. Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. Lisa. No, it's not um, working. It's not working for me. So, <laughs> from what we know in the trailer, John Cena is Vin Diesel's character, Dom's long-lost brother, and uh, he's been, I guess, hired by Charlize Theron's character, I, I don't remember her character's name, but she, he's been hired by her to, um, I guess- Cypher. Cypher, okay. Mm -hmm. He's been hired by Cypher to kill Dom and I guess his crew. 
Mm-hmm. Dominique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he goes by Dom for short. Now. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I don't even watch not films a like that. I mean, I'm not like that either. Yeah, no. Just, yeah, <laughs> no, because I was, I was showing somebody who be with you. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, people do playing. go off for uh, Fast and Furious. Okay. Uh, no, listen, no I'll smoke. Be honest, I was just. A lot of them were not necessary, but this one here actually looks. It looks better than the last one. Well, they definitely had a budget. You seen that damn They better truck? They nine in. They better have a budget. Shit. <laughs> nine movies in, and they talking about they going to 10? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, not really much to say about that. I mean, if you're a Fast and Furious fan, you know what you get with that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of action. They're going to have cars flying this time. It looks like Ludacris' character and Tyree's character are going to be going out of space. I don't know. They got on spacesuits. Um... <laughs> And weird. Yeah, we didn't see any in the in the trailer though. They no. didn't reference well, space. In no, the they trailer. didn't. They just had you know. They and just, we didn't see Cardi. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure her scenes are gonna be quick. It's I yeah, mean, it's not gonna be a lot. So they probably saving it so you can go and watch. It. Maybe that's trying to be like a selling point. Come watch the movie if you want to see it. Uh, which that would be a selling point for me because I'm not like a <laughs> part of that whole world. But I want to see her be like. <laughs> With her long ass tongue. Yeah. Um, I like Cardi. Yeah, yeah, June 25th. That's coming out. Okay. And uh, yeah. And so the last show that we got is a trailer that just dropped today. It's a Marvel film called Shang-Chi. 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 Yeah, Shang-Chi. Okay. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I don't know about this Marvel character. I've never heard of him. Uh, (laughs) Jason. <laughs> Justin just showed me the uh the picture of how he looked in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of looks familiar, but I'm not really you know familiar with the comics like that. But I can say I think I may have seen that character before, mm-hmm. but it still looks new to me. Um, but of course this is going to be like a kung fu type of film, and from what the synopsis says on IMDb, the movie is based on Marvel comics. Will focus on Shang Chi, the master of kung fu. Um, now I know they did the uh the Marvel show on. Netflix a few years ago, Iron Fist, and that was like mm-hmm. a, that was a kung fu show too, right? Didn't do well, got canceled. Um, Damn! It just it, it wasn't even capturing me. I just I'm like it was a white wasn't it a white guy doing kung fu? <laughs> I feel like that 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 lost me already. I just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, you better not ever say that about me. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> <laughs> I say? I just it didn't it didn't go together. It didn't quite curl over for me, you know. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, um, but yo, um, I'm definitely gonna watch it because I, I love me a good um karate flick. Oh, um, you do, you do for sure, for well, sure. You know, tell me, tell me how it is. I live with karate kids. Oh so. yes, you do. He was <laughs> flipping over the couch when I got here. You see, so. Um, <laughs> he got arrows now. So now I saw he's yeah, he almost hit me with one when he opened the door. I'm oh like, man, hell, is that how you greet me? Hello? I'm sorry, man. I ain't seen you in a while, but good gracious. I'm sorry. He's gonna take me out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my at world. Least, at least let me call my mama first. You're gonna kill me. <laughs> Cause I got certain ways I want my funeral to go. I need to let her know. <laughs> man. <laughs> I do not want to explain that to Miss Stone. Um, <laughs> my son took out your son <laughs> with an arrow. <laughs> with an arrow. <laughs> so sorry, Bill. Please don't sue. <laughs> oh man. 
That's all. So again, that's coming out. Oh, this one I didn't tell you when it's coming out. It's coming out September third. Um, also theaters. Uh, you know, because Marvel's trying to make their money back, but they doing good with the you know the shows. Falcon and the so Marvels is not Disney Plus. But yeah, they they Marvel Marvel is owned by Disney now. Yeah, but yeah, okay, yeah. that's what I'm asking. Because I getting... was looking at the um financials of the company. Yeah, that's how you getting those Marvel shows on Disney Plus. And, the Falcon um, and the Disney World, World is Soldier, is, yeah. is um. When I tell you they bounced back, they, they hit a dip. They was in the red last year, like at the beginning of last year. And I don't know who the exact heads are like that, but mm-hmm. they definitely be listening to yeah. their people. Because when I tell you, they was like, I'm talking about millions in the hole. Millions. When I looked at their financials um, as of like this, this quarter, mm-hmm. <laughs> They almost like half a million. Sheesh. Especially when you told me that they were doing like they did with um the um the movie that they're streaming, you got paid thirty dollars for. Oh yeah, uh that's Cruella. Yeah, so that that mm. that business model, it work it's working for them. I just don't understand. It's I, working. <laughs> I mean, I guess cause it's Disney Plus the, the the platform. You gotta think about it though. Cause there's a lot of people stuck in the house with their kids. They are. That thirty dollars. <laughs> they are. Ain't nothing if we keep these mugs quiet for at least two hours. I'll pay these thirty dollars. <laughs> or you know, you have your girlfriend, especially during quarantine, you bring all the kids together, dump them in the living room, throw on that Disney Plus, and you and your girls go do some sipping and and complain about your kids. You know what I'm saying? So it was a really smart business model. So when I go and look at some of the other companies that provide entertainment mm-hmm. that the way they did, they didn't really do that. Well, they're, they're trying to crawl out of the hole now. But man, Disney Disney's just a smart company, guys. Their stocks is a little high, but if you want longevity in the game, I would definitely put my buck on them. All right. Well, you know, that's, that's dropping September 3rd. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, you, you know I always got to give y'all you the... You get the business on the stock. I don't know that stock, so it's good. You know, you... You pick up where I don't know. That stuff. Um, yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that. But yeah, we we're looking forward to it. Yeah. But I don't want to watch it in the theaters. Fuck, 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 fuck. I want right. to watch it in my house. So that's all the trailers we got for you this week. So let's go ahead and get into some more updates and hot topics because uh, we got some things that we need to address. I want to address this real quick. Well, not even real. I'm not even gonna say real quick. I want to address this after I talk about Black Rob. So let's go ahead and talk about Black Rob and get that out, not out the way, but let's let's address Black Rob because he passed away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He passed away last week. Um, and it, you know we saw a video maybe a week or so ago of him in the hospital doing bad, and he was talking. He was you know you know sending prayers up for DMX. Um, and then he passed like a week later, and um. Was, was it a whole week? I don't even know if it was a whole week because he they did another video with him and he was actually out of the hospital, mm-hmm. but he was still in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and he I said saw that, he that. Had, yeah, he said he had been dealing with it for five years. Mm-hmm. He had had four strokes and he didn't have a house, but he said he had an apartment with somebody that I guess they I don't know if they were sharing it or what, but yeah, he couch surfing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so then he uh, they uh, the other um, bad boy. Artist, former bad boy artist Mark Curry. Mark Curry. Mm-hmm. He started a GoFundMe for him, and he they set the GoFundMe for fifty thousand dollars. They had raised twenty five thousand dollars, and then when he passed, it went up to like twenty seven thousand, something like that. But um, he had two children, Ayanna Ross and Robert Ross Jr. Mm-hmm. And 
when the when the GoFundMe went up, that's when okay, that's when we won't segue into this. What I want to address, Diddy. That's when when the GoFundMe went out and, and went viral, and the video of him in the hospital went viral. That's when Diddy decided to bring his ass out and say, "I'm gonna do something." Diddy, can we just address the fact that Diddy ain't shit and he ain't been shit we know for that. decades? Yes. Yes, he, he let's takes adjust his, it. Uh, nobody is there's no bad boy curse because you taking all that money. It's not a curse. Mm-hmm. That's you taking their money. Yep. You take all their publishing. So anytime mm-hmm. the song is played on a commercial, a movie, a TV show, you're getting paid for that and they're mm-hmm. not. And this is their art. And you get paid for that and you make millions. You're damn near a billionaire off of these artists that you have stolen all their money to keep for yourself because you're greedy. But then you want to try to call out GMC and say, Whatever the hell he was saying about them a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Nigga, you doing the same shit they the do. Same you're doing it to your own people. Thing. Don't talk about what the white man is doing yeah. when you're doing that to your own people and been doing it for decades. Right. And got the nerve to call other people out and say what they're doing. You need to give Mace back his publishing. He tried yep. to buy it back from you. He bought Mace's publishing back in the day. For, I forgot how much it was, but he only gave Mace $20,000. Yep. And Mace has not been able to get that back. And since then, he's made millions off of, the, of Mace's publishing. Oh yeah, he's made millions off of Faith Evans, Lil Kim, One Twelve. Everybody had bad shitty deals. He tried to sign Faith. E- no, I mean not Faith Evans, Kelly Price, but she was not willing to give her pub- her publishing mm, because Diddy wants girl. to get all of your publishing or at least half of it to make money off of you, and mm-hmm. you suffer. And he continues to take that, take that from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fucking problem, and I just I, I feel like I want Diddy to just suffer because he's he's made his artist. So there's nobody from Bad Boy. They're doing good. Lil' Kim has had her house uh, repossessed. Uh, Craig Mack died. Broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the artists. Uh, the 112 said they had bad deals. Total. Fate, total. Total is doing really bad. <laughs> I mean, there's no artist on Bad Boy that you can say is doing good. Besides yep. you. So we know that the real bad boy is Diddy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. All, that's all I mean. Marie, that, no, no, I mean, no, you, you said it all there, brother. But... Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to say, I'm glad that you brought up the fact that he constantly gets on social media calling out white companies under the guise of black, you know, the black movement mm-hmm. right now, the Black Lives Matter movement and trying to act like you're the victim here. While, yes, it's true, there are, you know, um, white um, media companies that mm-hmm. do try to marginalize black media companies, but you're you you shouldn't be out here as loud as you are and right, as right wrong, message, wrong as message. you are. Yeah, You is wrong as hell. Yeah. And every time he does it, somebody ends up calling Going him up. out and then he never says anything to it. He never responds. Um. So yeah, his day, listen, every dog has his day. It really is. They really do. I mean, every dog. It's taking a long time for his day to come, but his day is going to come. It's going to come, baby. And I mean, I know when people pass, their their streams go up. Honestly, I hate to say this, but I really feel like we shouldn't stream any bad boy music artists while they're under bad boy. If they left bad boy and didn't went to different labels, stream it. But I don't think Diddy needs to make another dime off of any artist that's out here struggling. He out here mm-hmm. making millions and got several homes and several cars and living this lavish lifestyle when he can't rap because people write his rhymes for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he dances, but it's okay. Can his son rap? Yeah, he has his son. Uh, what's it? King Combs. Can he rap? I mean, he's 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 better than his dad. Um, <laughs> but then again, his dad doesn't write it. So I mean, I guess 
<laughs> that doesn't say much. Right. He might not write either. I just can't imagine these kids being like hella talented because it just seems like they've been sheltered and, and spoon fed their entire mm. life. So it's just like kind of, you know, for me, I think struggle brings out the best qualities in in a lot of our like you know favorite stars like a lot of them came from a struggle yeah it didn't have to necessarily be a financial struggle but they came from a struggle and Mm -hmm. i don't see none of the comb kids coming from struggle like his his twins those chicks are boring as hell Y'all ever see them on social media? I don't follow i mean last time i really even if you just see them on your feed like they just Mm -hmm. look so un- unimpressed with everything well, in life. <laughs> like, you I'm never a, I'm see them. Kids. Like, I'm going to leave the kids out because oh. I don't want to talk about his kids. Well, no, <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm, well, my whole point is this because I'm not like trying to rag them. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is, is that even if we may not see it manifest in his life, we definitely going to see it, mm-hmm. you know, generationally yeah. because it's like you want, you want your next generation to kind of pick up the mantle. Yeah. I don't see that. I don't see who who in that lineup can really pick up the mantle and fill his shoes because they didn't come from yeah, the struggle yeah. and all that stuff that you came from. Yeah. It's my point. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you didn't really breed the next generation of, of Puffy. Puffy's nah, nah. like once that's gone, that's gone. Yeah. You feel me? And like he he's a shady, 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 shady businessman. <laughs> um but he also has, he is a cultural icon. He is. But he got that by stealing people's money. His art is money. And the more money he got, the more fame he got, the bigger and bigger he got because he kept saying, it's like a lot of people wanted, everybody wanted to be on Bad Boy back in the 90s because it was a, it was a popping label and he was just taking that money. Yeah, but then when people started speaking out. And I mean, they, they spoke out. The Locks did a radio interview. I was listening to that today. They did a radio interview calling him out. And Diddy actually called the radio station saying, this is not the way you handle this. If you want to you know, work things out, come to my office. And they like, Diddy, we came to your office. You, we can't just walk to your office. You know that. So we, mm-hmm. have, to, we have to call you out publicly. Yeah. And then Black Rob also back in like maybe the early 2000s did an interview. And he was saying how when he got locked up, Diddy didn't even come see him. But, he, but Diddy was the first to go see Lil Wayne in the house. I mean, in, in prison. So it was like, you can't even go see your own artist. And that was like, that was when Black Rob said he realized that mm. you're not my man like you said you were. And so it's just like mm. now, it seems like when me, Diddy only wants to do things when stuff is viral. Like, I feel like if Black Rob's story didn't we go viral, he wouldn't have been doing anything about for Black Rob like that. Now he's trying to take care of the funeral. Yeah. And it's like, if Black Rob's story didn't go viral, you wouldn't be doing anything. You'd be continuing to let him suffer like did, he's been doing. Exactly, because did he take care of Craig Mack's funeral? He, I don't. I don't know what he did with Craig Mack. I don't remember. Um, so I can't say that he didn't. But I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. I know if it doesn't go viral, he doesn't care, because total nobody's talking about them right now. But if something were to happen with them and it went viral, then he tried to come out and say something. How about you just give them their publishing back, so mm-hmm. they can kind of make some money off of the stuff they got. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear Especially no- Mace too. Yeah. Like Mace made you a lot. Mace made him a lot. After Biggie passed, Mace was like the next big thing. He was the next Biggie, yeah. And he, you made millions off of Mace and won't give him his publishing back. He's tried to buy it back from you. Yo, and you he were- just called him out a couple months ago on that because Diddy was Again? loud and wrong. Yes. Man. He called him out a couple months ago because Diddy was loud and wrong, talking about somebody not giving somebody their credit and their due, their due diligence and, and, um, and, um, 
what's his name, Mace, mm-hmm. he he responded by, hey, brother, I, I'm trying to buy my publishing back well, from you. I think that was last year. And you wouldn't even, yeah. yeah, that was just last year. Yeah, yeah. And you, you sold it to somebody else. <laughs> sold it to somebody, wouldn't even, he said, I yeah. didn't even want you to give it back. I just wanted you to sell it back yeah. to me. And you wouldn't even sell it back to me. You that, sold it to somebody else. That's how dirty. When he I is. tell you if that, yo, why y'all ain't catching it? Why this nigga ain't caught call, call a fade? That's I mean, what I'm saying. It. Y'all yeah. gangsta rappers, bruh. When I tell you I'm pulling <laughs> up, <laughs> I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up. Um, that's it. I'm pulling up. Um, so moving on, because I don't want to get lengthy because yeah, yeah this got me hot. Um, <laughs> But I know he's story. a foul dude. Um, <laughs> karma, but karma is a bitch, and, will and karma back. will always come to your door. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it don't miss. That's one thing about karma; it does not miss. Um, but R.I.P. to thirteen-year-old Adam Toledo as well. Um, mm. I didn't look too much in the story. You know, I didn't. I honestly didn't even watch. I've like decided I don't want to see any more police killings. Yeah, I don't. So I hadn't seen the Dante uh, Wright video at all, mm. even though we talked about it last week. I never watched it. I never went back to watch it. I did not see this Adam Toledo uh, kid being killed mm-hmm. by the police as well. I don't want to see that anymore. I'm tired of seeing that. I feel like I've seen too much of it. It happens enough. We know how this stuff goes. I don't want to see it anymore. But um, Adam Toledo, so he was 13 years old. Looks like Hispanic. Yeah. And he lived in Chicago. And he was gunned down by the police. They said he had a gun. And it looked like he had kicked the gun away um, in the video that they had. But it wasn't in his hand at the time. Uh and this was third last Thursday afternoon in LaGrange Park. And that was in Chicago, right? Yeah, Chicago. So the body cam it says the body camera video that shows the beginning was about one minute, forty-five minutes. Okay, let me see. So the police are running towards him and telling him to stop, stop right fucking now. Um and hey, show me your fucking hands, drop it, drop it, fire one shot. And then he puts his hands once he puts his hands up, they fire another shot and kill him. And I'm like, this is a 13-year-old kid. 13. And the police, they don't care what age you are. They will kill you. Period. If you're not white. Yeah. And that's that on this. So RIP to him. But I really want to get into... Hold on. Let me not say this because this is going to sound right. Maria, you say this. Come on. I'll tell you, I really want to get into Jonathan Pittman's ass. I really want to get into Jonathan Jonathan Pittman's ass. Pittman's ass. Yeah, I couldn't say that because I just I wouldn't feel comfortable saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but this army sergeant, if you hadn't seen this video, is a black guy. And, and I've heard two different things about this guy. That the black guy, I don't know if he's 16 or 20, but he's either I thought 16. he was 17. See, between, it, yeah, he's it, between 16 and 20. And 20. But okay. I, don't think he's, I think he's a teenager, okay. period. Okay, well, anyway, we'll say teenagers then. So, and he also um, has special needs. I see, I didn't know that. But he was, From what I heard, I heard he. I don't know what his disorder is, but it's some kind of social um, okay. disorder, which well, is why he was looking yeah. disoriented in the in the video because okay. he really was trying to understand what was going on. Well, <clears throat> he was walking. In, this is happening in South Carolina. He was walking mm-hmm. through a neighborhood, and then Jonathan, Fort Jackson, South Carolina. Fort Jackson. That makes sense because uh, Jonathan Penland is an army sergeant. Mm-hmm. So Fort Jackson, South Carolina, and he was walking around the neighborhood and. Jonathan decides he's going to be neighborhood watch mm-hmm. and he's asking him like what, what are you doing in here what are you doing in this neighborhood and he says we're a, we're a tight knit community so I know everybody in this neighborhood nigga obviously you don't because he said he lived there and I don't know if he he lived there or not but that doesn't even matter he has the right to be able to walk through that neighborhood if it's not gated and closed up 
Mm-hmm. It's, you know, he's not walking in your house. He's not in your yard. He's walking around the neighborhood. He wasn't armed. He wasn't causing any problems from what we saw in the video, at least. And you just decided to come and just rough this boy up, you know, push, pushing and shoving him. And I'm like, mm-hmm. the, the video made, made me so angry because I was like, I wish <laughs> white people in this racist. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I wish that when I walk through the neighborhood, you would come at me and put your hands on me like that because I promise you. What happened with this with this young man would not be the same outcome because I promise you, we boxing right in the streets. That's it. I promise you, That's we are <laughs> nigga. We are fighting. <laughs> That's it. And I yeah, don't. Pl- the I don't thing that was making me mad was the wife. Yeah, who was instigating the whole thing. She was like, "I'm pretty sure you're the aggressor, buddy." And I'm like, "He's not even doing anything. He's being calm. What do you mean he's the aggressor?" Exactly. You trying to have that for your video footage? Yep. To say and then he- and then she gonna say something like, "Well, maybe we should walk you home." And I yeah. was thinking, "Bitch, walk." Walk over here. Walk so I can dog walk you back to your house. Because you going to lip back, ho. <laughs> come on over here to this yard with that foolery. No, at one point he did say, man, look, if you put your hands on me. But he didn't do anything. And I'm glad he didn't do anything because that'll look worse for him. Mm-hmm. But what I love, well, he got, I love two things. Um, I love that he got charged. Jonathan Pentland, I'm talking about. He got charged um, with third degree battery. Mm-hmm. Which I, which I, from what I saw, yeah, it faces up to thirty days in jail and a five hundred dollars fine. That's not enough to me. I know he didn't like actually hurt him like that. That's still not enough to me because that right there is trauma. That's traumatic. Mm-hmm. But what I loved even more is the next day, all the black people in the community came <laughs> to Jonathan Bentley's house and they protested right outside his house. I hate that he wasn't there because he was arrested. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm sure his wife was in there probably scared and crying, mm-hmm. you know, those white tears. Oh, <laughs> but th- yo, somebody got video. Listen, first of all, I love TikTok. Y'all, y'all be on it, bruh. Y'all be on it. Why they got a video of him sneaking to the house in the middle of the night, moving out, <laughs> moving out in the middle of the night, bro. Oh, okay. I was like, Ooh, somebody <laughs> got caught. Yeah. So yeah, I guess when he, um, got released, mm-hmm. um, they had to pack up their stuff and they moved them on to Yeah, because they got the police protection now. Yeah, because of all the people that came there. But let me tell you something about the Army. Oh, yeah. Did go you ahead. Did you hear about it? I heard about it, but you go ahead. I think you should talk about it. Go ahead. So, um, what's this sergeant? Is he a lieutenant or a sergeant? Oh, he's a sergeant. Sergeant? Jonathan Pitlin. Pitlin. Well, let me tell you guys something. <clears throat> Just real quick. So, in the military, on post... There are what they call a chain of command. Mm -hmm. And if y'all don't know what chain of command is, Google it because I'm not going to explain it to you tonight. But the chain of command of his on his particular um, base that he is assigned to. His commander of the entire base is black. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. (laughs) Ain't that some shit? Him is black as night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I said sweet justice so here's the thing when you're in the military you cannot get in trouble legally out here in these streets in civilian world because it then you're gonna get really big trouble in the military they don't play that you must conduct yourself as a soldier 24 7 even when mm. you're not in uniform because you are representing the United States military 
So if you get a DUI, if you get in a fight in the club over the weekend, trust and believe that trouble will not end there. When you get home to mommy and daddy, which is your chain of command, (laughs) they got something for your ass too. Okay. So, but because the gravity of this story, it being national news, you have brought shame to the entire U.S. Army. And when I tell you they're going to make an example out Throw of that the book ass, they're going to make an example out of that ass. He going to do some time and then he going to get discharged. Good. I, I, I want the worst. He going to be punished. Believe that. They're not going to let that go. Um, and and just just because he's white, you know, if it wasn't, it hadn't like it's escalated. Mm-hmm. They probably would have pulled him in the office, maybe gave him a counseling statement. Don't do that. <laughs> but you done got on the damn news. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got every you trending. <laughs> <laughs> you got a hashtag. You got a hashtag. Oh man, listen, homie. They got they got to they got to bring him on on the base and stuff. But like they said, the, the um the 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 U.S. Army has to um deal with him as as well. So after they they get the charges or whatever, then he has to go to what they call the um UNCJ. Is it UNCJ Justin Court when they go oh, for um UCMJ. you yeah? So then he has to go UCMJ. to the military um court, which is called UCMJ, and okay. then he has to um be tried there as well. Damn shame. Well, so, I, I, I hope it was worth it. <laughs> Did you get your rocks off? What's his name? Jonathan Timothy. <laughs> Scott. No. <laughs> Tom. Tom. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then uh, I did want to do another uh, update on Dante Wright. I know we were talking about that last week, but I want to talk about um the actual officer, yeah, Kim Kim Potter. Which yeah, her oh, ass is locked up. Yeah, she got arrested. It, they I keep, won't let her out. Her name is so close to Kim Porter. I keep almost want to say Kim Porter. You yeah, know, Diddy's uh, ex-wife that yeah. passed away. Um, but uh, yeah, so she um, was arrested, and well, she was charged with manslaughter. But it says she was released from jail on a hundred thousand dollars bond. Um, so all she needed was ten k to get out. Yeah, all she needed was because all you need is ten percent. But why do I know that? <laughs> well, I know it from watching hood movies, but I don't know how you know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but just in case, you, you know, where she get TK from? Though, oh, she get, she's white. She got it. Uh, I mean, she's not she, as a cop on that salary. She's a twenty, well, twenty six years. She better have something. Twenty six years on the force. Uh, is she married? I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she has a husband who have got that moolah. Yeah, that ten bands ain't sitting. But around. just in case you don't understand the difference between a Glock millimeter, nine, a Glock nine millimeter, and a Taser, like the, there's a difference in weight. Uh, I, I found out that uh, a Glock nine millimeter is two point six pounds, mm-hmm. and her Taser is eight ounces. Big difference. Big difference in weight. In weight. And then also, I, I found out that police officers are told to put their gun on their, their dominant side. Mm-hmm. So if she's right-handed, she's gonna put the gun on the right side and the taser on the left side. So the fact that she even reached for her dominant side shows that she was going to reach for that gun. Man, listen. So you can't say you thought you nobody had believes that bullshit. Exactly. Her boss didn't even believe that bullshit. That's why her ass is in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and then I heard that the, the, the city built a fence around our house that night. 
to protect them. Well, the city. You know they're gonna protect the pigs. Protect the white queen. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I just thought about. It. What was that? A pig pen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Come on, give me some of that. Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, pig pen. <laughs> it's a pig pen. They oh, just made. <laughs> but, yes, that's a quick update on her. On her. Um, and I think that is all the hot topics for this week. So, we're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to talk about this series. And we need to go ahead and get into it because it's a 10 episode yeah, series on Amazon Prime called Them. And I actually I put everything to the side. <laughs> And I watched the rest of the series because Maria was making sure that I didn't do anything. You Did know, you break up with you? I broke up with my hand. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I broke up with my hand and I finished this series. <laughs> so we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk about them on Amazon Prime. Y'all don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Bump and I is an anthology horror web series produced by East Day Entertainment. With the third season just around the corner, we'll be dropping episodes in the springtime and later throughout the rest of the year as well. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can check out more. All right, welcome back to the show. Um, so like we said before the break, we're going to be reviewing a series on uh, Amazon Prime Video, an anthology series actually, on Amazon Prime Video called Them. Uh, and I actually found out today that the, actual fir- the first season is actually called Covenant. And it's going to be different seasons. They've already been greenlit for a season two. Don't know mm-hmm. what that's going to focus on, but it looks like the series them is going to focus on different <clears throat> black uh, rate or black or different racial uh, issues in in America. And so the first season dealt with this black family during the fifties. I don't know what the next season is going to be about, but uh, some people feel like this show is kind of like trauma porn. And then mm-hmm. you know, it was just too much. Um, episode five was the worst, and we're gonna talk about that later on. But um, anyway, so the synopsis of the series is a black family moves to an all-white Los Angeles neighborhood, Compton, actually, where malevolent forces next door and otherworldly threaten to taunt, ravage, and destroy them. There are ten episodes, each running about forty-five minutes each. It's rated TVMA. It's a drama, horror, thriller, and Lena Waithe is an executive producer of the show. Um, now. You know how we review things. We review them based on seven key components. Directing, writing, cinematography, editing, acting, set design, and the sound. But I don't think we've actually reviewed a series before. Um, we yeah. have, but not in this format. Not, yeah, not like this. So it'll be... We, that that way it'll keep it from being a three-hour long yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, Because um, it was... Oh, yeah, because we did talk about Pink really? Valley. And that was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a long one. That was a long one. <laughs> yeah. um, so... The like I said is executive produced by Lena Waithe, but there are several directors throughout the show. Um, and the creator of the show is Little Marvin. Um, he's a black person, and um, so let's go ahead and get, get right into it. The first episode is called Day One. That's when they move into Compton, the Compton mm-hmm. white neighborhood, and they're the only black people in the neighborhood. And we. The Emery's is the name of the family, the black family. And we don't know why they're moving into this neighborhood because clearly it's an all-white neighborhood, but we know that a lot of black people during the 50s like to migrate to the West Coast because there wasn't as much, I guess, um, segregation as it is on the South and the East Coast and all that. So that's something that uh, we see happen when this family's moving from Fayetteville, North Carolina mm-hmm. to Compton, California. <clears throat> um. 
So let's go ahead and get to the director. The director for, uh, let's see, three of the episodes is Nelson Craig. He directed American Crime Story, the series that was on ABC with uh, Regina King, where she won some Emmys for. Mm-hmm. Uh, another director who directed three episodes was Craig William McNeil. Um, he was. I got uh, two episodes. You got two episodes? Yeah. Let's see, three, six, seven, eight. I got three. three. I got four, three for him six, as well. Seven. I got two yeah. for uh, T West. He, oh, that's what's missing from here. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think she directed two episodes. Sorry, guys. No problem. So, uh, Craig William McNeil, he uh, directed a feature film called Lizzie in 2018. T West, she directed two episodes and she directed a feature film in 2011 called The Innkeepers, which is a horror film. And I actually went and looked at that and I was like, hmm, I might want to see that. Not to review, but mm. you know, it's, it's too old, but I just want to I want to see it. And Janisa Bravo, she's a black woman. Uh, she directed one episode. She directed the worst episode. Not worst as in story, but just the most traumatic. Episode five. Mm. Um, and something very, very bad happened in episode five. Um, which, and they had a black woman direct that episode. Uh, but she also directed a feature film in 2017 called Lemon. And then Daniel Stam, he directed one episode as well. And he did a feature film in 2014 called 13 Sins. I saw that film on Netflix a few years ago. That was a good film. Um, so as far as directing goes, I don't even know how we can do this because we got several directors that we're gonna talk about. It's different. Um, I mean, you still can just talk about. Do you the, think they this... all kind of? No. Okay. Now that I know all of them, all kind of directed in different. Yeah. I mean, it was still kind of the same beat, yeah, if you will. But the the styles kind of. Changed up um, on certain episodes. It was more horror. Mm. Other episodes, it was more drama. Some episodes, it was... Um, Racism was... Uh... Yeah. So, it didn't keep the horror trope going. I don't think the horror trope kind of started to really manifest until about episode five. Mm. Where you see... Yeah, start seeing the malevolence mainly, like of... the first half of the series, you saw a lot of racism. Yeah. And, I mean, you did get like uh, Miss Vera... Who was the one the the demon that uh Gracie, the younger daughter, was seeing. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, you really saw more racism than you did see horror. Um, but go ahead. Yeah, um, I was saying that <clears throat> the the horror thriller stuff you didn't really see into what until toward the end. Um, I'm gonna say, first of all, they did a magnificent job as to um setting the tone you know um invoking emotional response mm. um the shots that they chose i think were very stylistic in certain um framing on um in in um different ways to tell the story visually um i thought they did a really good job in that um Mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part, the the film looked great. Um, I felt series. like we was watching the the series. Sorry, it looked good. Um, there wasn't anything visually I wanted to say that was a bothersome for me. Um, <clears throat> but I think the thing that I kind of take issue with the most is the um. The story itself. Um, so you want to move down to the writing? 
Yeah, I would have more to say about the writing than the directing per se. Cause, okay. Um, yeah, I don't really have. I much. feel like they correlate together. Okay. So. Well, I don't have much uh, on the directing as well. So I mean, for me, I, I saw these directors. I'm just like, how can all these people? Why don't they have one director for the series? I just don't understand that. But I mean, I've seen other shows where they've had special guest directors direct, you know, different mm-hmm. episodes. Um, like I've seen them do it with um, Empire. I think uh, Tasha Smith, she directed some episodes. Mm-hmm. And other shows like that, they'll have like these big people come in and direct episodes. But I just, for me, I feel like it should be just one director. I mean, I know it's not a movie, but I just, I feel like this one director had the vision for the series. Why not have him just, him or her, direct that series you know, or that season? Well, um, because <clears throat> just because you kind of write something together, when you're directing, you actually have to come up with the shot list and the shot choices and um, visual. Like you're responsible for all of the visuals of the entire project. Right. So shouldn't they have a director that they are like, I guess, no, in no, sync no. with? No, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I, you were saying, um, why not the person who created the show directed? Oh, no. I, I was saying that I don't understand why they, they have like more than one direct. Like if, if you have a writer and they have somebody who they want to direct, when I have like that one person that they're. It like, might be, a, you know, like you were saying, you know, it could be um, a particular style that the creator wanted that each person brought to the table for like you yeah. said, the black lady, she directed the worst. Yeah, the worst episode. She probably was the best director for that particular line. Cause some directors yeah. probably been like, hell no, I'm not I'm yeah. not directing that. But I just I feel like we because there's only ten episodes. I feel like when you get all it and you got five directors for, for ten episodes, it's like there's too many people directing this season. I mean, can we just kinda two max, I feel like two is enough. Just me personally. I don't know. I, like I, I don't people, know what the thought was behind it. A lot of people it, putting but... their hands in, into the pot, you know. Or it could have been a, a an availability thing. I don't know, scheduling thing. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, what you're saying makes sense though. But I just, for I me, think. I just I feel like there's a lot of people directing this. Gonna have a, a bunch of. I mean, different there visions. was quite a bit of writers here. Yeah, that, that's um, I, there was so one, many I stopped writing two, them down. Three, four, five, six, seven writers. Yeah, that's a lot of writers too. <clears throat> and then all of them didn't write on every episode either. Yeah. There was one writer who only wrote one episode. I saw one of the writers is uh, right on P Valley. So who who was the list of the writers? What's the list of the writers up there? Um, Little Marvin. Yeah, of course he's the creator of the show, and he, yeah, he's a writer. Little Marvin. I just did, yeah, and I thought I'm like, is that a real name? Is your, right. Is like, your real first name Little? Um, Christina Ham. Mm-hmm. Cordy. Corday. Cordy, yeah, Corday. Um, Arrington. Tut Tuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh. Francine Volpe. Volpe, yeah, Volpe, Volpe. That's Volpe. she wrote. She did Volpe. nine episodes, and she wrote for P Valley. Okay, Dominique Orlando. Okay, Dominic. Dominic, yeah. Orlando, and he did. David what? Matthews. He writes for Law and Order. And Seth Rosenfield. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna try that middle. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Z might be selling. I don't even sure. think that's a word. Like you might say that shit and, and conjure up a goddamn. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there were a lot of writers. Uh, as far as writing goes, I felt that uh, some of these, some of the subplots kind of fell flat. Like they just they, they brought them up did. and they just never like went back to address them. <sighs> Let's um, talk first of all. 
The I'm so glad you brought that up because that was my biggest gripe. Yeah. And it's like being as the anthology series, you're not gonna go back and tell us another season. You gotta get everything out in that one season. Exactly. It was the the milkman was the most disappointing. Yeah. It was like he would have had an interesting backstory or you know, would have been mm. an interesting side story, but y'all did nothing with it. It, right. it burned and died. The the Betty and her husband. We, I wanted to follow up with what was going on between him and in in the guy. Uh, what I, yeah, because I I don't even realize. I guess I blinked, out, checked out at some point, but I don't even realize he was stealing money to go to gay bars. Yes, that's what the uh, member the cop was that, investigating that, yeah. him, and, and he was like, "Yeah, they all look the same on the outside." Okay, yeah. I, that so I figured I was like, "Oh, okay." So he yeah. was in the booty bar. <laughs> him was in a booty bar so but they did nothing with that yeah they did it was like you introduced this new um conflict for betty and and her husband Mm -hmm. but it went nowhere and it was like he was the only like every time we seen him on screen was like he was always seemed like he was trying to hide something and you know you knew you could tell he was doing something behind everybody's back but it went nowhere. Yeah, and I hate to jump out of order, but I'm just like at the end, it's like these people in this neighborhood, of course, have been gunning from the whole time since they moved in. We don't get to find out what happened. Like uh, we see it ends with them standing on the porch, facing, and it's like this standoff. But it's like, uh, do the neighbors? But they actually walked off the porch. Yeah, through yeah, they, and nobody did nothing. They yeah, just stood there. But it's like, well, are the neighbors going to try to get them out of there, or are they are they just going to move out? I had the same. What are you going to do? Question. It was it was like a cliffhanger. Yeah, it and it's like you can't. Why do, do you that give a anthology. cliffhanger if it's an? <laughs> yeah, like you can't do that with an anthology series. You gotta you you can't do cliffhangers. You gotta. I feel like anything. they did that shit on purpose. First of all, <laughs> fuck y'all. Um. Second of all. <laughs> second of all, um, it wasn't. It, it did nothing for the story. Yeah. All it did was, first of all, you, you send us through a traumatic experience. Very You traumatic. re-traumatize us every yeah. episode, okay? Every. Drew it out. Every episode, you kept re-traumatizing us, and then you're going to leave us with a cliffhanger. There was no payoff. Isn't that what Michelle says? From, How rude, yeah. <laughs> from Full House, yeah. From Full House? How rude. How rude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was no payoff, I feel it like. It really wasn't. Um... Yeah, all of the side characters, all of the side yeah. stories, all of them, none of it none of paid off. Let's talk about. Um, first of all, shout out to um, when I get her name, I'm gonna shout her out. She, um, Paula J. Parker. Oh yes. Let's talk about her. Yeah. It was good to see no. old girl on black screen. Royalty. I would love to see old Hollywood. You know, yeah. the black Hollywood actors mm-hmm. getting work. First of all, shout out to her. Yeah. Um, they did nothing with her side story. They didn't. And I was confused because I'm like, okay. Because then you find out the bitch ain't even alive. Yeah. So it was so Hiram, who is the devil. Well, he's not the devil. He's he made a deal with the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so which we found out in episode nine, because episode nine to me, I was just like, I felt like it was a filler episode until I realized it really, what was going on. Yeah. Episode nine should have been like episode four. Yeah, yeah. They we needed to know <clears throat> that a little bit sooner yeah. than Toward the end yeah. of the show, that was kind of not a good payoff, guys. Yeah. I don't. I know y'all. Y'all was going for the suspense of it all. You did yeah. that. You did that. <laughs> but it was no payoff. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, guys. So, it wasn't so making any sense. Hiram Epps is the man in the black hat that they keep referring to in the series uh, throughout the season, and we find out 
I, I just found out his name then in episode nine. I didn't realize his name was Hiram until episode nine. And then you found out the story about this man and how he had lost his son, just like Lucky and Henry lost their, their son, Chester, um, to the woman that was actually the character's name, the woman, when they played this game in episode five called Cat in the Bag. We'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he lost his son. And so he went to, to God and he was praying. He was saying, how could you do this to me? Um, and so he made, he ends up making a deal. Um, oh, he's praying for his son. And then he's, he's like, he gets this, he sees this, this kid in the, bushes. In, in the bushes. And that's actually turning out to be the devil. Do you know what reference, how that, that was referenced from a biblical story, right? I know it was. I don't know. I know you know more about it than me. So you go ahead. No, <clears throat> it was. But I do, um, yeah, I do remember hearing that. Gosh, and I would, because, yeah, now yeah. I got a brain fart. But it, it's the Old Testament story of, um, I believe it was, um, what's Sarah's husband's name? The, John. Sarah that had the baby. Oh, John. ass Jacob. Sarah. No. Jingle. You, oh. You're far off. No? <laughs> Nothing for me, Justin? Okay. Um, I, um, I, I can Google it. Gosh, was, I know. My first of all, was, my bishop would be embarrassed yeah. right now. I'm sorry to embarrass you. I ain't even gonna say your name, so nobody will know I'm <laughs> one of your men. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um Isaac. Uh, no, what it was Isaac Abraham. Abraham and the mother Abraham, of, Isaac, okay, the mother yes, of Isaac. Yes, so that was Isaac um, and Abraham's story. Remember, um. Um, God told I um Abraham to sacrifice his son, and they okay, took yeah, him up I, on nah, the mountain. I, I honestly do remember. And then that. before he was about to sacrifice him, um, he actually gave him a sacrificial lamb that was mm-hmm. tied up in the tree. And yeah. the way they had done that, it made it very um like a biblical reference. Okay, if that makes any sense. But he didn't that, get a gift from God; he got a gift from, from the devil. The devil. So yeah, so this this son, this boy was in the bushes, and he named him Miles. Um, who was actually the devil, and he takes many forms. Um, and <clears throat> so this 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 couple, they come and shout out to Cranston Johnson because I actually uh, I was supposed to work with him on something, but he actually played the, the guy Grafton, uh, that was one of the the, the passengers or mm-hmm. the travelers. I mean, and um, so they their their wheel on the wagon gets broken and they're stuck in this town. I forgot the name of the town. Um, and so. Hiram is he he's you know a godly man and he's allowing them to stay in the town. He's providing them with shelter, with food and all that. And then the Miles is actually giving him scripture and he's he's making him blind to not see these people for who they really are, which is they're, they're good people. But he's mm-hmm. making them see them as people who are evil and out to get them. And so the devil is having him do things and he's having to, having them. Uh, having him to the point where he's going to kill them. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up doing that. And the devil just kills everybody <clears throat> in the whole town. And like everybody's house is burned up and everything. And then, mm-hmm. you know, that's when he started, he realized that he's making a deal with the devil. And he's saying, I will, I will make sure that you see the best, uh, or you fulfill your, that your, you get your, how do you say it? That you get your, basically you get all your dreams and desires. If you, kill or, or torture black people. Well, he's he said, um, you won't go to hell. You will Yeah, you'll you'll see the best you'll of the be land. able to yeah. um stay yeah. on earth. But if you don't, then I'm gonna end up killing you. And then you're gonna go burn in hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so 
then we find out that Hiram had actually been doing this several times with black people in the neighborhood. So the Emory's were not the first people. They actually did it with um, a family called the Beaumonts, where the wife actually poured bleach on her husband and her child, and she got sent to that mental institution. And he also did it with Anika Noni Rose's character, Ella May. And mm-hmm. she, she killed him. Well, she, she sliced up her kids, killed them, and she had sliced up her husband's legs, and he was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And so this is all something that Hiram had did. He had gotten to their heads and made them try to kill their families. Yeah, that whole that. trope was just weird. Yeah, it um, was. Because the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the devil's really that invested in black, in black people. Yeah. Okay, and then secondly, um, there was no follow-up to these people and, and how he was getting them to do this because it was yeah. like back and forth. Yeah. Like when she when when she when when um was Lucky is the the main, the main character. character. When she was about to hack her daughter, mm-hmm. and she ran the thing down, and then was like she automatically snapped yeah, out of it. She did. And then she didn't visit that mindset anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that yeah. was weird. It was like, like right after that it. she went to the um the middle institution. Right. Yeah. And it was just like they didn't keep that whole consistency yeah. thing going. Um, I'm still very confused about the white guy and how he had this malevolent power over this house. Yeah. It, they didn't make that clear. Um, also, I wanted to kind of back up a little bit. First of all, they did a great job in encapsulating um, microaggressive racism and in, 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 in blatant racism. Mm in the workplace, in your neighborhoods and things oh, yeah. and such like that. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I was triggered it's in those office, um, yeah. those office moments. Cause I remember being in corporate America and you know, those little little things that the they say. Yeah. yeah, like um, oh, you don't need to go to this little meeting. Yeah. It's just they're not even funny anyway. We're not gonna have fun. Right. And I <laughs> yo, I remember somebody telling me that. And when I tell you I was so fucking angry, like, what? <laughs> and then like when he was sitting there and that man was taking all his work and giving it to somebody else yeah. because he ended up going to that said um meeting that, or yeah. whatever anyway. And it mm-hmm. turned out that he met the the company's um owner. Yeah. Yeah. And made a good impression because he realized they had military thing. And that's the thing. Um, one thing about racist white people, they will tolerate a nigga if you've been in the, in uniform. <laughs> they like niggas in uniform now. They're still racism. <laughs> they hell. racist as hell. But as soon as they find out you did some time in the military, they whole demeanor changed with you. So once he had already uh, connected with him on that and um, the boss got upset and, mm. and you know tried to basically retaliate by taking away his bonus and in the project yeah. that he mm-hmm. was working on and put him on another project um what was it called i, I forgot what it was called but he put him on a, a smaller project yeah i don't even think it was like even engineer level no it, wasn't. I think it was like some apprentice level or something mm-hmm. like that like it was stupid and then i kept thinking well why the fuck did you have this man come all the way from north carolina just for your ass to do this bullshit right that's what i'd be wondering like I be sit. I remember oh, sitting the, the in Pentagon project. They took him off of that. That's what it was. Yeah, big, big, big dollar project. Mm. I can remember, you know, sitting in my cubicle, like, yo, 
all this shit, all this good energy y'all was giving me at the interview, the job offer, yeah. where the fuck was that at? Yeah. It's like once they get you in here and they just use your check to keep you there so that they can continue to um, abuse you. Yeah. I remember a director at one of the jobs I worked at, um, she asked me, I had to come fix her computer. She was the director of the IT department. When I tell you this bitch ain't no shit about IT, <laughs> she ain't no shit. <laughs> like every time a, a update rolled out or anything new that had to happen to her, anything, we had to come do it. Cause the bitch couldn't do nothing, but she was the director. And I remember one day um, I had done something and she looked at me in my face and was like, good girl. <laughs> not, I was not like good girl. 26 years old, 27 maybe. Grown ass woman. Grown ass woman. She looked in my face and she was just one breath away from patting me on top of my fucking head. <laughs> oh, and was like, she would always say little shit like that to me all yeah. the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and like I said, they, they wrote that to a T. And I know a lot of black professionals my IT people, my lawyers, my, you know, those, those high mm -hmm. profession where it's not a lot of white black people in those types yeah. of rooms. Nigga, I'm telling you. Oh, I believe it. Man. I believe it. It's infuriating because <laughs> then they make these little jokes and they always look at you to see if, you know, yeah. you know, I'm just playing right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my God. And when he was sitting there squeeze, squeezing his hand and it was blood in his hand. And, and oh no, better yet, when he went to the bathroom to go scream, I remember oh, doing yeah, he that. Got all those papers. I was like, "What is he getting all those paper towels for?" Yeah, so he could scream out his frustration because of the things that they say and do. Mm. And it's like, as soon as you try to speak up for yourself, you're not even being disrespectful mm -hmm. and rude, even though you have every right to. Even when you try to speak up, they always hit you with, "So, well, are you, are you trying to talk back, or <laughs> are you?" Are you challenging my authority? You know what I'm saying? I had a, I had a, my, the last manager I had, and yo, if I ever see his ass in the street, yo, let him look at me crazy. It's going down. <laughs> but me and him had, like, we had it out one day. He promoted me into a position, gave me no training, no support, no nothing. And then two, two months later, called me in the, in the office, told me I'm doing a shit job. So, <laughs> dead ass. Okay. So, I'm sitting there and I'm like all kind of frustrated because I've come come to him before and asked him for help. And he told me, go to my team. My team basically was like, please. figure it out. Go to Google. <laughs> the the, 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 the mugs literally told me to go to Google. Wow. <laughs> so I remember when I, when I started to um, express this mm -hmm. about the steps that I took to try to do my job better. This mug was like, so are you trying to say we have a problem? Bruh, I lost it. <laughs> at that point, I lost it. I, 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 I couldn't, it wasn't no more squeezing my hands and going in the bathroom screaming in frustration. I let that motherfucker have it that day. Man. I did. Because I, I already, already knew that I was leaving corporate America anyway. But um, I digress. Yeah, but that, that was, that was um, I felt like that was, it was so genuine mm. in those moments that they created on the show. Mm -hmm that I thought um, spoke very well to what we deal with mm -hmm. right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. All right, so let's move on down to cinematography. Uh, I only see one cinematographer listed here, and he did five episodes, he or she. Checo Varese was the cinematographer for five episodes. 
and he was the cinematographer for the film uh, Pacific Rim, which I saw this film, 2013. Uh, and as far as cinematography goes, let's see. Uh, I mean, there were I knew there was there was a lot of um, dark or people in shadow in the shadows talking. Like Miss Vera, she was in the shadows. Uh, the devil, when he was playing Miles, he was in the shadows at one point talking. I don't know why they like to keep doing that, uh, but they use that effect uh, a lot. Um, the I don't want to say the term because I I don't know if I'm I know you know more cinemata cinematographers. Um, Wait, what then. are you saying? I don't know what I'm trying to say. Actually, I'm trying. <laughs> you know more cinematography terms. That's what it is. Than what I know. But what, what are you referring to? Like, um, kind of. Um, what did you say earlier? The, the ramp when they said do the ramping. Oh, speed ramping. Speed ramp. I don't know if they did that in this. I can't. Did they do any of that in this? Um, no. There was some. Um, there was some moments where they did um like slow motion. Mm -hmm. Um, mm. but nobody was like, mm, it wasn't yeah. that type of movie. Um, like when he was riding the car. And you can see that the the um, cameraman was in the back seat, and you mm. get to kind of see from the rear when it was kind of coming into the neighborhood. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was that was kind of yeah. cool. Um, like when he when he beat when he beat up that white man outside his boss's house. Listen, I, I loved that. That was dope, right? <laughs> yeah. And then they shot it from mm -hmm. overhead, so mm -hmm. that was dope. Um, bruh. I really thought he was gonna kill that man. I wanted him. I to. did too. I, I wanted him too. I, so I wanted bad. him to. Uh, Marty. <laughs> Marty was the guy that he was. Uh, he had. I wanted him to off with his head. Yeah. You feel me? And like that's something else that just got left because it, it got like, left. Didn't pick back up. Yeah. Didn't I mean, go cause, nowhere. Because Marty was actually making plans to actually go and like get back at him, and so we didn't even see what happened. You know, another character I feel like they didn't develop the the Sambo guy. Oh, the, the he's called the, the tap dance man. The tap dance man. Yeah. Who the fuck was he again? Like well, see, I was just from like what, from what I got um when I was looking at some other um reviews. So this is actually Hiram or the devil. He was actually taking forms, different forms for each person so far. Gracie, oh. Gracie, he was Miss Vera, which is uh, uh this stern teacher she had in the book. Um for Ruby, which is the older daughter, mm -hmm. she was Doris the white yeah, it was Doris the white girl that she admired and she didn't want to be Black. black. Mm -hmm. So for <clears throat> for Henry, it was the tap dance man. Mm. So I didn't realize that until okay. I did more research. Because so, I was like, so that was they were, they didn't really yeah. explain the tap dance man. And yeah. then um, like when he gave the backstory about mm. his fingers and yeah. shit, I was like, so was he actually a real thing, or yeah. is he just um? A, a representation of the times, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because he had the black face and the white mm -hmm. lips and shit. But didn't didn't he do a reveal? At, well, at the end, he wiped the pen off and it turned and it out to be like a white, a white man. man. Yeah, I was like, um, whoa, spooky. But it was, of, of course, it was actually a black person who played that that yeah. character. But for me, what was confusing was that for Lucky, the the mom, it was in the form of Hazel, which is Paula J. Parker's character, but. She actually went to a party or something like Thank that. Thank you. Sleeping. I was like, well, was that Was all them people dead? Were they all dead too? Like, that's where it got confusing to me. I'm that like, was confusing. You took that form, but it's like, the, the Henry obviously said that, that she was gone there. So she actually did go somewhere. Right. So I'm like, if she didn't go there, then where did she go? 
Because he was saying she went to a party or something like that. She was telling, He was telling the kids. Because you know, they was asking when she was going to be back because they were sitting down watching the new mm-hmm. TV. And I'm just like, well, where the hell was she at if, if that person's not real? Right. Like, I just, it, it was confused. Like that, uh, it was just, it, I just felt like a lot of stuff was just like missed in the show. It really was. Um, Especially the way she was praying. Yeah, she was praying hard. And so Gracie came out and said, Mama, who you praying with? It seemed a little <laughs> salacious. Like, it was, it, it seems sexual the way she was. She was, doing she it. was all in her face. When it she was, was like, we ain't gonna. <laughs> and, I, and, and first of all, Paula has a very sexual nature about mm. her. You know what I'm saying? Um, like you saw it in um, Friday. Oh, of course. Even though she played the ghetto girl. I love it. She, Big booty hoes. Hope with it. Lord, I, I love that part when she comes up. Yeah. <laughs> who the fuck is in uh, that Who crib? the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> then she was in... um. She was in um, the Wayne's It's brother. so hard to pop a pill. Oh, yeah. She was hustling and flow. She was in that. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> she was in that. And yeah. she still seemed very sexual, mm, even yeah. though, you know, yeah, she was playing a, a hooker, yeah. but... And she of just course, has a, she voices Trudy on the Proud Family. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, but she she's she's a vet in this thing. Um, mm-hmm. and then they have my 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 favorite girl, the other lady that was um affected by the black man and the hat the, the man. In oh the yeah, black Anika Noni Rose. Anika. Yeah. I was like, oh my baby's yeah. on screen. I love to uh, see her work, yeah. man. She's such a gem. She I don't is. know if she y'all is. know this, but Homegirl is a gem. Y'all better watch out yeah. for her. She's definitely gonna be icon Well, I mean, status. she's already like out there. I don't need to watch. I mean, y'all know she's yeah, the first she, black Disney princess. Mm-hmm. Um, she be working, yeah. but like when when people be talking about like the upper echelon of Hollywood, mm-hmm. I don't never hear them mention her. Yeah. And they should be. Yeah, they should be. They should be. She's, she's a Tony Award winning uh, actress. I think. Yeah, she won a Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then uh, Brisha Webb, if, if you know who that is, she was in. One of the episodes too, when we first got introduced to Paula J. Parker's character, she was at the house as well with the rest of the fam- uh, the family or yeah. So I just yeah. So I'm, like, I'm still confused because there was a lot of people in that apartment, and I mean it really was. And I'm just like, they couldn't all have been dead. <laughs> well, they could have been, but I just maybe they could have been. Maybe, but then remember when he was talking on the phone to the boss? Yeah, he said it's cool. We have family. Mm-hmm. In yeah. um California, yeah. So so I'm thinking maybe everybody else is there, but but Paula Paula's character Hazel. Maybe wasn't if there. we go back and look, because I I did watch it again the other night. Oh, you did? I did. Um, to see how the rest of the people were interacting with her, because mm. they may have all been in the room interacting, but they probably weren't interacting, interacting with, with Paula. Her. Yeah, Paula. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So she might not have really been there, right? Um. But let's move on down That's to the... That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. So we'll move <laughs> on down to the editing. And the editor is... Uh, let's see if they had... I don't even know if I can find the editor on IMDb Pro. Um, yeah, it's, and it's a bunch of... Of course, it's a series, so it's a bunch of people. That's in, oh, here we go. It is the editor. Um, we got several editors. Seven editors, actually. David Kashivarov did nine episodes. And he uh, was the editor for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. 
Jeff Israel did three episodes. Kevin D. Ross did three episodes. Jean-Vier Butler did an episode. Dan Downer did an episode. Andrew Parkhurst did an episode. And Daniel Williams did one episode. Um, <clears throat> I didn't say what all they did before because that's just a lot to be trying to go through and say what they're known for. But yeah, seven editors. Um, Editing-wise, uh, I mean... That. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. Editing wise, I mean, it, what, what they did show, I don't think that it, it lacked in editing. Um, I just think I'm, then this wouldn't even go with editing. It's just, I just think the stories were just subplots were just dropped. Yeah. Um, but from what we saw, I mean, everything looked edited together well. I mean, I loved, um, how. When Ruby went to actually, when we found out that uh, Ruby's friend Doris wasn't real, like you, you saw how how crazy they they made it look like she just they turned the camera and Doris is not even there and then you I mean yeah Doris is not there and she and Ruby's talking to the janitor and we're like oh shit this, this girl was not I was like damn she ain't real at all I thought she was like really a white girl that had, like you know was, you know cool with black people and mm -hmm. she wasn't even there. Mm -hmm. And then in the in the end, when you're seeing Ruby and she's putting all this paint on her body and she just, I mean, that's how you know she was crazy because she was putting the paint on her clothes and everything. Like she wanted everything to be white. <laughs> and then she goes out and <laughs> and she goes to like this bonfire with, the, with the, the, like the team and the cheerleaders and she just starts cheering out there and it was just dark, but you know, she was so white and it just, the way it, it was shot, it, it made it look creepy. Um, I thought that was good. Uh, I can't think of anything that really stood out editing wise. Um, well, no, I will say that that the house, the way at the end at the the last episode with the house, when um Henry had had enough after he had killed the the the, the sheriff or mm -hmm. and he went to the house and it was just like the house one room that's when uh, Ruby's room had turned into well she went to the bathroom and it ended up being a high school bathroom. Mm. Henry went to a room and it actually was the movie theater that he and was with, with the kids when they when um Chester died, their son. And let's get back to yeah that episode because I, I we've had not talked about episode five. Mm. Um, so we're gonna backtrack episode five, the most traumatic episode of the season in my opinion. Um, what happens and you know this is spoiler alerts because that's how we do. What happens in episode five? is that we find out what happened with the Emory's son, Chester. And there's this woman in episode one, and her character's name is called The Woman. And she she asks Lucky in the beginning, can I have your baby? Mm -hmm. and, and she's like, what? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? And this is when um, Henry and the kids are at the movie theater. And so we find out in episode five that the woman comes back with some guys. and She ain't leave. Yeah, well, well, I, well then the guys were with her. They just weren't there at the time. They weren't there when she pulled up. Okay, because well, they, they kept they kept flashbacking. Okay, yeah. So the guys, and so it all all that flashbacking with that lady, it was all that one day. Okay, I realized it by the second time I watched it. Yeah. So they were actually coming. They were with her, but apparently, um, she was some ways away from mm -hmm. them or whatever, and. I don't know what was the signal for them to come down that that road, but. <laughs> But they came. They came. And they go into the house and 
they decide, oh, we're going to take this baby. We, we, were, we were asking you, but we weren't really asking you. We're going to take it, baby. I was annoyed with the mom. <laughs> I was slightly annoyed because I was like, okay, you see this bitch out here acting a fool. You did the right thing by going in the house and locking the doors. Yeah. I don't know how good you locked the doors, but it didn't seem like it was hard for them to get in, number one. I mean, if, if she could lock the doors, they would have broke the windows and tried to get in. Yeah, but that, at least that'll give you, buy you time, yeah. give you some layers. Why yeah. would you just close the door? Why Why wasn't you locking, barricading, giving yourself some kind of layers of security? And then your bright idea was to put the baby <laughs> in the freaking... Um, the pantry on the first floor, like right there, yeah. a crying baby at that. <laughs> like I was just like, bitch, yeah. you ain't think that out at all. Like mm, mm, my whole thing was like, I we going up. You gonna have to really search <laughs> for this goddamn baby before you get to my kid. You know what I'm saying? And then the another thing, another thing was it was like, you see, when she saw those men, why wasn't your first instinct was to get a weapon? Yeah. Not only did you not secure the fucking house <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even grab a pot a pan a, a spoon skillet. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like bitch what you think they was gonna do like so that they, was a little frustrating but yeah. go ahead so they came into the house and they 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 sexually assaulted her or raped her mm -hmm. and while they were raping her the woman went and grabbed the baby and put it in it looked like a pillowcase mm -hmm. and they said, hey, y'all, we're going to play Cat in the Bag. Now, Cat in the Bag is a game of kind of like a hot potato. Um, and so they have this baby. It's a bad game because bad kids will put cats in a bag. That's where it came from. Okay, I never heard of this game. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 sick as yeah, fuck. It's, sick it's usually... Um, <laughs> but they, they'll put it in the bag and they swing it around yeah. and they throw it. Cause sometimes a cat will survive mostly like that because you know they um they they, they always land on their feet. They always land on their feet yeah. and they can root usually. So they would do that, you know, evil mess just for mm -hmm. entertainment. I've seen that, you know, or whatever. People. So sick. that's where that came from. And, and again, it goes to it speaks to how white people see us as animals. Right. They don't see us as humans. So that's why it was well, some white people, you know. Yeah. Not all. We all know who my booze are. <laughs> no, I love y'all. But um, yeah, so they they uh took the baby and put it in the bag like they would have done a cat. Mm. And that's where that came from. And you see the blood coming from the pillowcase indicating that the baby has died. Uh and I mean that was a very traumatic episode. And I don't know how Lucky's character could ever come back from that, which we saw she never really kind of got her mind back right from that which which what what mother would because that's a lot to go through to lose your child in such a traumatic way. Um and damn it, I forgot what I was about to say again. Shit, I I, I swear I don't get high. I swear. Yeah. I promise you I don't. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so oh no no see it, it came back to me. It came. <laughs> so we find out later on in the season <laughs> we found out later on in the season that uh, Lucky has actually kept the baby. So when, that that's the whole reason they moved to North Carolina because I guess there was too many bad memories there. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, what we didn't know is that Lucky had actually kept the 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 the, the, the body, corpse the corpse of the baby, of the baby. Mm -hmm. and um, when dug it up 
and had it in a box and took it with her all the way to Compton. Mm-hmm. And we, she said she couldn't bear the fact of leaving her kids. Yeah. And down so when, in North Carolina. Yeah. So when they're in the last episode and they're getting ready to to move out or like go run run out, um, escape. That's when Henry finds this box because it starts beating. It has that beat like the Jumanji drums. Like if you've seen the the, mm-hmm. the old Jumanji movie, how the drums were just beating in the on the Game Boy, it was beating like that. And so he goes and opens the box, um, and sees the body in there. And I'm like, damn, she has kept this body for that long. And that's how you know she's really been going through some stuff mm-hmm. this whole season. Um, Yo. I don't know how she would how I could I couldn't have dealt that, yeah. like I would have been very homicidal. I would have been I would have been very very homicidal, um, maybe suicidal. Yeah, because that's a lot to take on, and at that juncture in our um, history and time, what what therapist could she have went to? Because <laughs> you know, men- yeah. mental health is a huge conversation mm-hmm. now. Um, I I feel like more Black people are open to it. Um, mm-hmm. it's not as demonized as it was before. Yeah. But when you think about those are things that our ancestors went through. Oh yeah, and some, that's just and that much, was small that, fries yeah, to catch bad. Much worse, yeah. Much worse. Because y'all know they used to feed our babies to got alligators. They used to call them oh, um, yeah. mm-hmm. gator bait. Mm-hmm. And they had like little, because uh, they had like little pictures, cartoons and all that where they would show stuff like that. I mean, horrific. Yeah. Okay. So I can't imagine. And, that, and I said all that because like now with all the shit that's going on, this white TikToker asks the black TikTokers, how do we do it? And I stitched it. I was good. And I couldn't, you know what? I could not come up with a good answer. (laughs) I couldn't. I couldn't. That lady made me really sit down and think about that for a second. And then when you look at characters like Lucky. Mm. And we're descendants of those people. Mm -hmm. How do we fucking do it? How do we keep going? How do we do it? I don't know. Because we just don't give up. We are resilient. We're very resilient. We're not going to give up. We are very resilient, but I don't know how I could have kept moving forward like that. Especially if I would every white person I would have saw, I probably would have lashed out. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Oh man, Um, that was hard to watch. Yeah, that was really hard to watch. That was hard to watch. Um, It was, and it was even harder. Well, no, yes, it was even harder to see. How it affected the family, mm. the husband, because he was written with guilt for not being there. Yep. And, and the ER was suffering PTSD from the war. From the war. And then he come home to this. And then while he was in war, they wouldn't even give him a weapon because he was black. And he was mm. fighting in the United States military. <laughs> make it make sense. I remember, you know what? Anyway. Um, so <laughs> Let's move on down to the acting. Yeah. yeah. First of all, I love the casting. Yes. All that chocolate. Yes. I want the lick my screen. Yes. It was so beautiful. And I mean, just, yeah. So Deborah, Deborah uh, Ayorinde, she plays Lucky. Ashley Thomas plays Henry. 
Shahadi Wright and Joseph, you've seen her in Us, which we didn't talk about how Us kind of, you know. Oh, yeah. This. It was some but correlation. She plays Ruby and then Melody, her cutest little girl. Well, and she, yes. Oh my gosh, she was so cute. Um, Especially when she said, "Yeah, Mama, we beat their asses." (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, real quick before we talk about the acting, uh, just to go ahead and and talk about us and how that, you know, people are saying there was a lot of uh, similarities in that. Um, They casted her perfectly. Look, they look alike. Yeah, they do. Um, And he's British. Is he? Yeah, he is. He's British. Oh my Um, god. Because he's done a lot of British shows. Really? But, um, yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, so, with us, I, one thing I had found out was that, I mean, with, not with us, with them, I found out that um, when you look at the actual posters, mm-hmm. like for, for us and for them, they're similar in style, even down to the font. It's like the same exact font. And mm-hmm. it's like, y'all are just biting off of... <laughs> Jordan Peele's style to the point where you're using the same type of mm-hmm. posters and, and the same font. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying he has that font copywritten or anything, but I'm just like, you want to make this show seem different because it's already so similar. And it's like, then you go and do promotion for the show and make it in the same way. Um, that don't shock me. Yeah, it doesn't. But I'm just like, they they could have, you know, at least tried. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Um, and then it's like it, they both both shows, of course, focus on a black family, mm-hmm. and it's a horror show. Um, it, it, I think it is it, not. It doesn't really relate to us as much as what people are saying. Um, it's just that it, the way the trailer looked, it was it had that same kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, because the stories are different stories. Us is about you know, just everybody having a doppelganger and. This clearly isn't going on here. This is about racism in the fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it, it looks so close um, in the way that they had this family. Um, well, at least of course in us they had a, a girl and a, a boy for children, and then they used the same girl from us and put her in them. And it, <laughs> I just her I resume gonna read us in them, <laughs> and then we. And she might make a special appearance on you next season. I don't know. <laughs> we, us, you. <laughs> yeah. But she did the Lion King as well, you know. So she she does something different. But she good. she's a pronoun girl though. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, so back to the acting. Uh, the so yeah, I said Debbie Ayurunde. How you say that? And Ashley Thomas, Shahadi Wright Joseph is playing Ruby, and Melody Heard plays Gracie. And the casting directors are Libby Goldstein, who tra- who casted for Gold, uh, not Gold, True Blood, and Junie mm. Lowry Johnson, who casted for the 1997. Now film. that makes sense. One of the characters Gross from True Point Blood Black. is in here. Who was that? The Milkman. That, he played Jason. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I did read that he was in, he was in that. Yeah. When I first saw, I was like, oh, that's Jason. <laughs> I don't know his real name. <laughs> I've seen I've seen him in something else because I was like, I don't know where I know him from. Cause I didn't watch True Blood like that, but I did see that oh, he did a True huge Blood. Fan. Um, Look, Justin knows. <laughs> <laughs> huge fan. Um, I love that show. But yeah, so now that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, um, they did a fantastic yeah. job. I see. Yeah, the, the acting all throughout was top notch. I don't think anybody, you know, was lacking in the acting department. Oh, there was one part I wanted to um bring up that we I, I didn't 
bring up that was just disturbing. You remember when they was getting ready to go across the street and um torture Henry in his in his house. Mm-hmm. The the white guys because oh, yeah, Betty yeah. went missing. And yeah, they that was thought, Marty and Earl, yeah. Yeah, and they thought that he took her. Mm-hmm. Stupid as fuck. Like who the fuck <laughs> is gonna kidnap a white woman across the street from a right. house? God, guys, think. So <laughs> <laughs> When when her when her husband was home and he was trying to basically talk them out of it and try mm-hmm. to a different way to approach it or whatever because he didn't really want anything to do with none of this stuff he yeah. just wanted to sneak around and get some boy booty he did <laughs> not care about doing all this racist stuff with them and when he finally got tired of him talking trash because he had made a reference about him being gay yeah and he kicked this dude in the leg and yeah. that leg cracked and he yeah. kicked it again and it cr- I was like. Ooh. <laughs> My legs started hurting. I was like, "Oh my god, that was that was disturbing." They did that great. Like the the editing on that was it sold yeah. me. I was like, "Oh my god, that joint made my my leg feel painful." Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. That's all. I mean, y'all yeah, just saying acting wise, everybody did a great job. For me, Melody heard. Look out for her because this young girl. I mean, she's gonna have a bright future ahead of her. She's so mm-hmm. young. I'm always impressed when when child actors and actresses can just really grasp a character and play them to the point where you just like you believe them. And she played Gracie so well. I was just like, you know, just yeah, off she her. did do a she good got job. A bright future. Yeah, um, especially in that classroom. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she was like, Canada, Canada, yeah. I was yeah. like. Get her, please help her. But yeah, man, she she and definitely she was just sold adorable. It. I mean, just I'm so, like, that, that, that's that's got to be my pretty, daughter right there. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Um, it was it was good. Um, the kids did good. Yeah. Um, especially the girl when she when she was in the bathroom and she started talking about how she said, "I don't want to look like them." Oh yeah, I want to look like you. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh. There's so many black girls around the country yeah, that yeah, think right. and feel that way because um, we've made them think, that, you know, that there's a certain standard of beauty. Yeah. So European standards. Even in the black community, like if your skin is in a certain tone, yeah. they still don't necessarily consider you beautiful, mm-hmm. your own people, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like if you're a dark skinned girl, you have to have a big ass and all these other um, features. For them to even consider you cute. And then yeah. if they do, it's, oh, you look good for a dark skin girl. <laughs> yep. Like, the fuck? <laughs> These backhanded yeah. compliments. I'd rather you keep that shit. Don't even say nothing to me. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> Nobody, that doesn't, just so you guys know, that does not feel good. And it is not a compliment, man. When you say to a woman, for a so-and-so, you look good. No. Keep that mm. shit. And I hope she smack you afterwards. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, I mean, that's all I really had for, for casting. I mean, that they, they, I mean, for acting, they did a great job. They did. Um, I think this is the first show where the whole family was chocolate that I've the, seen. Well, first show, yeah, because us, they had a chocolate family as well. That's a, a movie, though. There's a movie. Um, that's Jordan's. Uh, I mean, Jordan's you, know, you got to be, well, the whole family. Uh, cause like I, the I, whole family. Because I was about to say family matters, but I mean, they did have uh, Rachel, who was light-skinned, but as far as the immediate family, the mom the media, and dad yeah. and the children, they were all brown-skinned. Until? <laughs> okay, yeah. Because they fired the black mama, <laughs> yeah. remember? Yeah. That was, well, 
She she says she walked away because she got tired of playing that character for so long. Yeah, mm. but we also heard that Shorty did not want Steve to continue to reign over the show, mm, which yeah, the show had basically been built around him, but it was her show. Mm-hmm, it was. Um, but let's go ahead on down to the set design. The production design. Do I have this correct? Let me make sure. I, no, I, I think these are my notes from last week. Let me make sure. Uh, so the production designer, we're going to find that for you. And then... Um, it's a lot of... Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll just say this. While, while we're looking for that production, I, they did a very did a great costume job. costume wardrobe. Yeah. And costume wardrobe. They all did a great job making it look like the 1950s. That neighborhood looked like the 1950s but from the cars, the way the houses looked on the inside. The wallpaper. The wallpaper, the, the clothes, everything. The it, it, like watching this, you felt like you were in the 1950s. Yeah, especially yeah. With, what they did with that white girl's eyebrows. Because um, <laughs> I was like, every time they would cuss her out, they were like, this dumb bitch. I'd be like, why don't you say this dumb bald face bitch? Because she ain't got no... <laughs> okay, I did have this right. So, the produ- yeah, production designer is Tom Haddock. Uh, he he did the production design for eight episodes. And then Adam Davis did production design for three episodes. Uh, and then the Set decorators are Cynthia Ann Slagter. She did all 10 episodes. And Willem Fall. He did an episode. Costume designer Mary Ann CEO. CEO. CEO is the last name. She did six episodes. And Felicia Leilani Jarvis did an episode. Um, Yeah, like I said, I mean, they, they really studied and, and did their thing to make it look like mm-hmm. the 50s. Yeah, it looked great. They yeah. they did a good job. Um, I didn't see anybody with cell phones in the background or a Starbucks mm-mm. cup or anything like that in the background. Even down to their little ham radios yeah. outside on the curb. Everything looked like authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I have for that. Uh, the sound. Um, the the dramatic music the, the score I think was uh, was was good for this show. Uh, the dramatic music they would play during certain scenes was just moving and powerful, and it really added to the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they had music that sounded like it was out of place. Everything sounded like it needed to be where it was. Um, do I have the composer down here? I don't think I have the composer on the list here. And I apologize because I—I mean, I, it was so many people a part of the crew in this. I did not write everything down because of the fact that it was just so hard to find. Because it's over three hundred some people who are involved in like the crew. So <laughs> I'm trying to find now the the actual composer, and I cannot find it. But um, I see the series sound department. Yeah, and I, I saw that, and I didn't see an actual composer. But I guess yeah, the sound department. Uh, Kevin Becker was sound utility. Uh, <laughs> sound okay. Sound design, re-recording mixer, additional re-recording mixer is Paula Fairfield. So I guess that's the closest you're gonna get to yeah a composer. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, all the music was was good. I like the like the music when um the tap dance man was around. Um, mm-hmm. like the music really got more dramatic. Um, and his character was just. Well, that, it, that was it, it was it was crazy because he was of course controlling Henry, and the well, I guess this goes back to the the makeup and all that. But 
the way they made him up in blackface and he had the white eyes and like Sambo, like you said, mm-hmm. that was just like crazy to me. But it, but it fit because why wouldn't there be a Sambo type character in this show? Um, right. And it, it was it was almost like like when he was talking to him in a diner and he was like, man, you know what I would have did? He said, nothing, nigga. You wouldn't have did nothing. <laughs> Just like yeah. you ain't do nothing today when your boss was handing you your balls in that yeah. office. And then it was like he was kind of instigating it. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And in the end, he was trying to get Henry while he was in the movie theater with him. He was trying to get him to kill his family so they wouldn't have to suffer anymore. Um, but then Lucky came in and, and snapped him out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, after she had saved Ruby from almost killing her or killing herself, I guess. Um but yeah, it's like lucky. My bad. I keep I keep hitting this dang on court. But lucky in the end, she um she came in like pretty much like saved everybody at the house at the end on the last episode because she had to save um Gracie from Miss Vera. Mm-hmm. Um and but then Gracie actually ended up saving herself because she ripped the picture up, and then she had to save Ruby in the bathroom, and then she had to go and save her husband. So she was trying, I guess, trying to trying to get her family back together, which this family was never really a a family that was like full of love, at least from what we saw, because it seemed like the, the husband and wife were kind of going at each other throughout the season. And the kids didn't want to be like the mom. Um, they, they said the mom was crazy. I didn't, I didn't feel like you didn't feel they like were that? going at each other. I, I mean, just felt like, I felt they were very loving and close knit. I think they were just traumatized and nobody well, maybe knew. Maybe that's what it is. Then. Knew how to deal with it it was just like the resilience we were just talking mm. about we're just gonna continue to move forward but we don't know really what the fuck to do mama out her fucking mind daddy you know he's trying to just keep it all together to keep us going and sambo was right the nigga ain't never in the right place at the right time <laughs> boy every time some shit go down his ass ain't never around <laughs> i was like yo sambo had a point <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, cause even when um the white man were outside fighting to get across the street towards her, and she yelling for him, and he in the house. That's when he found the damn baby and all mm-hmm. that. But it was just like again, here you are. Now they could came across the street, fucked your wife yeah, up and could. your kids up, and you in the box in the house staring at a box. Yeah. It took him the longest damn time really to open did. the shit. It really and did. And she's yelling. I'm like, do you not hear this, bitch? <laughs> what happened last time when you? Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, let me see what else. I think that was all the notes that I had because I did take notes for each episode, but I uh, yeah. didn't really. I mean, uh, break I think them out. we just should cut yeah. it right here because yeah. we can go on and on. Yeah, it's uh, you it know, ten so episodes, forty five minutes a piece. Um, you all can check it out for yourself and let us know what you thought. But you know how we do review films and shows, and we give them a rating. Uh, if we liked it, we'll say game. Is it blouses or blousers? Blousers. Blouses. Blouses? I thought it was blouses too, yeah. Cause, Blousers. Yeah, because I know you say blouses. Steph says blouses. I always say blouses. Uh, oh. So game blouses. Okay. Um, And then if you don't like it, we say we're hurting. Oh, game blouses is from the Chappelle show. We're hurting is from Sorry to Bother You. And then playing in the background if you're just indifferent about it. Um, So for this series, Maria, what would you 
read it. I can't say play in the background because I actually did watch it again. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving it a game blousers with a little bit of hesitation. Okay. So it's in between game blousers and play in the background. And and also, would you are you gonna be willing to watch the next season? Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. And for me, I'll say I'll say game blouses as well. Um, I will be willing to see a uh, uh, second season. I mean, because they're doing an anthology series like mm-hmm. American Horror Story, right? Except all of these stories are going to be gonna focused be about on race, race, which that can be. I don't know why we keep torturing ourselves. Yeah, that can like, be, this shit. Say, that could be torturing, and that's why I'm like, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I, I still, I but I still love these kind of like when I was growing <laughs> up, bro. I used to like all the slave movies. I used to like. Like read the books and all that stuff. Uh, I don't yeah. know why. Right, at some point, it can just be like, okay, exhausting. It does get exhausting. Yeah, it does. I can imagine, especially for the the, the actors, because you yeah. got to keep reading that shit. Oh yeah, well, they, over you know, they had a good therapist on set, and then keep re going, living that. Yeah, every yeah, yeah. Because I know if I do things repetitively, I end up dreaming about it. Mm. So I can only imagine like what they the cast members may have been going through like oh, some of them dreams and maybe they got kids yeah. in the house and they like oh my god. I was watching interviews. I know that the, the, uh, the uh, Deborah who plays Lucky she was saying how she would take the kids to the movies. They like they really got to know each other offset to really like build a bond with each other. And so oh. they would actually like go to the movies and do things to like after they would film like dramatic scenes or, like they they go on like a Sunday and like go to the movies or go get ice cream and do stuff like that. Just kind of. You know, decompress, yeah, yeah decompress, yeah. and just you know take their mind out of it. So, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, you guys, let us know what you thought about the film. Again, make sure you're following us on IG, AO Listen Fam, mm-hmm. um, and in Facebook at AO Listen to This Fam Podcast. That's right. And mm-hmm. you can follow Maria on TikTok at Maria. Oh, actually, Facebook. I mean, on Instagram as well. I, yeah, Godbox Productions. <laughs> but I was saying TikTok as well. Yeah, you can follow um, Kevin at uh, Kevin J Stone. Yeah, yep. and, and look, I'm starting to get back into TikTok now. I, yeah, I saw you. I yeah. saw you. Um, get do it today. Yeah, man. Because yeah, that video you sent me, I finally did it. Good. <laughs> it was um, fun, right? It was. I did. Well, I ain't yeah. even no actor, okay? What I did one of those things, the duet things. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah. And it's good for you because people come to your page all the time. Well, I don't know. I feel like I'm really being suppressed on TikTok because I'm like <laughs> No, they it's it's not just you. Yeah. It's not just you. Um I go on other people's pages too and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, like I'm like But what? it's it, everybody's videos isn't hitting like unless yeah. you been on it and you can tell that people's been on it for a while mm. we're kind of late to the party remember yeah so it's gonna take a little while so give it some time <laughs> we're gonna see and you gotta be you it, it's not like instagram you gotta be a little more interactive i'm, I'm posting stuff every day now yeah so at least once or twice a day just putting something up there yeah. but give it some time and your audience will build we're gonna see um again follow me on yeah. there kevin j stone <laughs> follow maria on that maria the creative with an eight, eight. yep and um, Justin's and up there too. Just, yeah, just, just create, create division. division and um and Steph's up there too. Steph the director. Yep, where you can find us. Steph Scorsese. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna get up out of here. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're sharing the podcast with people. Tell more people about it. We're trying to get these numbers up. 
yes. and reach as many people. We want to reach the masses, so make sure you're spreading the word about the podcast and follow us and all that good stuff and supporting, supporting, supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else before we get about it, movie? Nope. That's oh, um, the Godfather is out. Oh, the Godfather, the Godfather of Harlem. Harlem season two is out. Season two is oh, out. Just started. That comes on epics. I don't get that. Epics. No. Yeah, I don't have it either. But I, <laughs> I still haven't seen season one. I do want to see. It. I heard it was good, man. So I, I want to support my boy Forrest yeah. Whitaker. I've always um, enjoyed him on film, yeah. on screen. So, yeah, y'all, y'all make sure y'all check that out too. Yeah. So make sure you're staying safe, staying sane, and staying sanitized. And if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. If you don't, stay yeah. the hell away from me. I'm just playing. <laughs> just keep your mask on. <laughs> just That's keep all. your mask on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're about to here. All right. Peace.